right, guys. Uh, welcome back to the Fobcast by Fob Media. Um, today we're um, gonna be talking something that's been like in the world. I don't know. We're gonna be talking about racism in high school. It goes along the lines of like with the, everything with uh, the Black Lives Matter movement, George Floyd's death, and all that. And also, Happy Juneteenth. So yeah. Yes. Big day. All right. Uh, but today we got uh, Zach on the. Fobcast, say hello. What's up, Fobs? Oh, okay. It's not racist, by the way. I'm just saying. It's not racist whatsoever. Fob, sub, we don't think it's up, racist. Fobcast. But, all right, yeah. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, uh, a bit of a Fob and Big Bitty Boys collab. And uh, Leung is oh, also Oh, yeah, here. I mean, Leung is always going to be here. You know how it is. All right. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess let's get into it. Um, I don't know. What is what are you guys' thoughts about this whole the whole situation right now with the uh, marches and the whole reaction to the multiple uh deaths in like the black community? I I think the the reaction from the people is kind of awesome. Um cuz I don't think that we've had anything from what I can remember. I don't think we've had any like movement like this in a while right right Cause yeah in the because in, in the past it's been like some small things and who knows how much longer this movement is gonna last but right now it seems like it's gonna it's a really big deal so i think it's kind of well, crazy I, well i think the difference between this time and like all the other like officer against unarmed black person is like there's no the cop had no alternative like he had no no defense. Like I remember in St. Louis, the Ferguson riots. Hmm. Like there was people saying that Michael Brown like went for his gun and stuff. But George Floyd, there was absolutely no evidence that uh, um, George Floyd did anything wrong. It's all the cop. It's all bad. And you, there's right. just no there's no disagreement on if it was right or wrong. You know. Yeah, and you know? I think just this sort of narrative has happened way too often this sort of situation where an unarmed black male or an unarmed black female has been like you know mercilessly killed it just happened way too much right Mm -hmm. so when you have no change after a situation like this people are obviously going to go out in the streets and demand change and i think this is the first time you see the black lives matter movement being taken seriously and not being taken as this like violent group because I think in the past with the Ferguson riots and everything like that, I think people really thought of it as more of just a violent movement rather than something that actually wanted system systemic change. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, there are still some people that I've seen on Instagram who are like all lives matter, you know, taking down oh, yeah. Black Lives Matter posters and whatnot. Um, but also, like we were saying earlier, um, it's not entirely just about the racism it's also the police training and how the police act not specifically Mm -hmm. towards blacks but yes generally towards blacks and minorities so that's another add to that go ahead oh to, to add to that like when i was in africa the police are not good they're not your friends and uh they're just and they have the, the main reason for that is just corruption they're not they don't pay, they're not paid very well so they just want to get money out of you so they they use their power to get money from you to uh 
force you to pay them to get out of the situation, right? So I think it's similar in the U.S. where, like, obviously I don't see cops, like, taking bribes left and right. But it's similar to the fact that they're abusing their power, which I don't think they should have. Uh, yeah. Like, having a, having a gun and another person not having a gun, that's a huge difference um, in levels of power. That person has complete control of your actions. The cop does. So I think we need to find a way to lower that control the cop has over that unarmed person somehow to de-escalate the situation. How does yeah. how do you do that? Do you look to defund the police? Do you look to making the next generations more inclusive? Yeah. Do you look to, <laughs> to picking out the bad apples, quote-unquote, like – yeah, Zach, solve solve the entire problem of police versus <laughs> minority. I think. I think. I mean, the, I'm the, just asking. Like, you know, those are just like some of the, I some of the yeah. you know things like the you know well, defunding the police has been thrown around a lot by you know Joe Biden and other Democrats, and then also just mm-hmm. you know people like you and me who think that this is certainly a problem. Well, I think defunding the police is not the problem because there's still a lot of people uh there's still a lot of drug money and stuff there's still a lot of murders going on you need mm-hmm. someone who's gonna be able to come in be that referee and stop bad things from happening so you can't get right. rid of the police so that's not an option so the, the other option is to um have better training and i've seen you've probably seen some like the memes around where yeah. officers in other countries have a lot more training than american officers Dude, barbers in California have more training than officers in California. So I think – and if you – I've watched some documentaries on like police departments in Detroit, you know, like those drive-along stuff. Yeah. They're massively underfunded. They don't have enough officers to police all the crime and stuff that's going on. And they're overworked. They're overstressed. They get in situations that they don't know how to solve because they're not properly equipped. So I think you have to equip – you have to equip the officers with specialized training for specialized situations mm-hmm. where they may not be in con- – like they're not in control of the situation, but they're able to keep a level head and uh, solve the problem without having to pull your gun out and shoot someone. That's not a, yeah. That should not be the, the first thing to come to mind. You know? right. that's, just all tr- that's just all training and repeating the process in your head. See, I was looking at um, – since I, I was just really interested about this whole defunding the police sort of idea. So I, I went to the Chesterfield budget. It's all public stuff. So, like, there's just a PDF on the Chesterfield site. And um, I was looking at it. And out of all the departments of Chesterfield, the police department is the – I guess the largest. Maybe the largest, but, like, they get the most money. So they get yeah. ten million dollars, close to eleven million dollars. Um, yeah, I, uh, compared to the other departments, it's way like way more, way more, right? Yeah. So yeah, I was really I was somewhat confused by that because when you look at Chesterfield, they hire I think around a hundred and five officers, yet we don't have like a very high crime rate at all. Mm. So I was really yeah. confused because. The average salary of a police officer is around $50,000, and you have 100 officers. Let's just round it to there. So you have a little bit over $500,000 going to the salaries of these officers. Yeah. So we'll just yeah, say 750 because I'm guessing Chesterfield officers are getting paid more. So 
where is the rest of the money going? That money, in my opinion, doesn't need to necessarily be spent in a police department that doesn't necessarily yeah. have to cite or fight extremely serious crime. You said you said like, ten million, close to eleven million is going to police close department. to eleven million dollars is going to the police department. Mm. That's interesting. I would like yeah. to see the the perspective though from uh, like the police chief or something on that. Yeah, because we like we think there's no crime, but like I know a lot of drugies in my life. I know a lot of people <laughs> that uh, deal deal drugs, even if it's not necessarily like heroin or something right there's definitely crime that we do not see that's going on and i agree this it's not necessarily homicides murders but i definitely feel safer if there were more police around if that makes i sense. agree yeah then no police like in, if you go to D- detroit and this is the documentary i watched it was insane because you have these officers that have to work 10 12 hours a day six days a week on no breaks and if they get you know, I'd rather have a fresh officer who's got a good night's sleep than these yeah. Detroit officers. And if they're put in a bad situation where they're not ready for it, then it's kind of like, what do you expect is going to happen, you know? Yeah, they don't, so they're I, not, like, mentally healthy. They're like, so, yeah, makes sense. But also, how do you get rid of... feels super rich, so they got a how lot do of money you, to spend. But, like, now moving on to, like, the <laughs> high school level, Yeah. right? How do you get... Uh, how do you get kids our age to be more inclusive so that this sort of stuff does not happen when we're older? I, I, think, I think it's already happening. I think right. that each generation, everyone in that, most of the people in that generation become more liberal, in my opinion. I think that's a general trend throughout all of uh, humanity, no matter where you're from. You, be, you tend to become more liberal. So... I mean, and I think we can definitely see that today. Like, a lot of the kids at school, they're pretty they're pretty open-minded, I would say. Um, now, maybe our school specifically. Uh, well, actually, Marquette, has, has Marquette had any inc- inc- incidents of, like, severe exclusion, like racism, for example? I mean, not, not I... in my knowledge, but it's always very low key. It's I would always say the, low key. The, I would say the teacher problem, the fact that every single teacher is white and there's like yeah. one Mexican teacher. I think that's a big problem. I think I was really happy because uh, this year there's two African American coaches on the football team, mm. and I have never had an African American, an Indian, Asian teacher, anything like that. So I know. I, I mean, I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, when it comes I to think Marquette. when it comes to just teaching in general, like obviously diversity is going to be a huge problem. And at Marquette, that is a problem. I know in the elementary school, I know at Wild Horse, uh, there's a few Asian teachers. But I think that has a huge role to play. I think when you have a teaching staff that is entirely one race, yeah. that's going to get a lot of kids like, I don't know, it's going to... It's not going to help making an inclusive society or give children the idea that, you know, oh, like all races are the same. Like, I don't think that's Mm -hmm. because you're obviously going to have teachers that are biased against one race. That's always happened. That always happened in elementary school. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like, but I, but it, it I th- I think that that like the the lack of diversity in the in the teaching environment reflects the population cuz like you were saying uh Soham like you said like 75% something like 75% of kids in Marquette are white. Mhm. Yes. Yeah. So I think that I think that having a, a workforce that represents the population is I I I I won't say good, but it's 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 natural. You know what I mean? Well, it would still be twenty five percent or what is, isn't it seventy two percent white? So it's it'll like, still be it's close to seventy five percent white. So it's so like, still a, a fourth of the teachers should be minority groups. See, sure. but the I, I have a rebuttal of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wild Horse, where Leung and I went, uh, Wild Horse Elementary, um, they ha- they are there are more minority students than there are white students at Wild Horse. Yet I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure their entire teaching staff, maybe five teachers, let's just say five teachers are minorities. The rest are all white, right? Mm-hmm. So like, I went into Wild Horse, and I think so many kids go into elementary school and then come out of it completely changed with their um, viewpoint on race. I was watching this video. It's, I think it's like the evil doll test or something like that. And it, they get preschool and elementary school students and they'll ask them like, who's the good doll? Who's the bad doll? And there are five mm-hmm. dolls laid out and they're different colored colors. Yeah. So there's white, there's a white baby. There's a black baby. There's a brown baby. Mm-hmm. Every single time, every single time, the black baby is chosen to be the worst one or the evil one or the like the ugly one every single time and this was even with brown kids and black kids right yeah. so i think yeah. the rhetoric of that like you know one race is superior to the other starts when you're in school and it doesn't change once you are like exposed to the real world you know, I know I'm pretty sure every single Indian kid, Asian kid in elementary school wished they were white. Like that was the case for me. Like well, I, every single kid wished they were white. I mean, I think that I think that that kind of thinking from that study that you just said, um, that starts like as soon as you're born in your environment. Um, right. It's what you're taught. Yeah. I will. Yeah, but it's, like it's more than yeah. just what you taught, what you were taught. But also, like what your environment shows, because like mm-hmm. to give you an example, um, I heard somewhere that I read a study somewhere that um, people in like another country where everyone is like more has more weight is like overweight or something. Um, people tend to find other a, a, a mate who is also like you know bigger oh, as yeah. opposed to like skinnier. So I think that shows mm. like how whatever the majority is in your population in your group that's the thing that you're attracted to. Hmm. That's an interesting well, way of thinking about it, yeah. What well, are you saying that? One, one interesting thing is uh when we're talking about future generations is like the percentage of whites in like in America and the world is decreasing at a really rapid rate because there's just not as many white children being born. So I'd say in 50 years, or let's say in 25 years, like, it's going to be 
totally different than it is now. Just as it was when, like, when my kid, or my kid, my dad <laughs> was in, when my dad was in school, he Ooh. said he had, like, two or three black kids at his school. Now, like, what is it, like, 10% is African American? So, yeah, I, that's, I'm just throwing that number around. But I, I think, think it is. I think another, it's close to 10. Yeah, in, in another 25, 30 years, it's going to be exactly like that. And I think in 200 plus years, like, white, um, white, the white race is going to be a minority itself just because the white race in Europe and America is just not having as many kids. So yeah. the, the race problem, it's not going to go away. I think it's just going to change. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's going to change. But I think the way racism is also change, is changing as well. Like, you look at our school, and you won't find any single person being – obviously racist right you're not going to find any person going up to a black person saying like the n-word or like you know it's all indirect everything's indirect speaking speaking on that i (laughs) it's some so weird how so many so many white kids uh it seems like they want to use they want to say the n-word and this i i don't understand why it's this weird thing that a lot of white kids seem to have. Oh yeah, did you guys see the STL gossip video? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, that was that was an interesting thing. And I think like if you look at the entire thing, there's so many instances of just like indirect racism mm-hmm. with like the two kids doing like the hashtag George Floyd challenge or whatever yeah. it was. Did Zach, uh, did you see that? The one picture of a- the two kids like kneeling on like each other and like yeah. George Floyd. Yeah, dude, I, I found that disgusting, but I also mm-hmm. thought about it, and I was like, are these kids, two kids that are going to go into the KKK or go straight up to a black person and be like, you know, like, I am superior to you, like, are they directly going to do racist things? I don't know. Probably not. Probably I so. don't think so. I think they just, they're, they don't... I think it comes from ignorance. Yeah, exactly. It comes from ignorance exactly. and not enough knowledge on it but that's the problem with it that's the problem that you see in high school now you don't see as many kids being directly exposed to these sort of problems so they just don't care and they just become inherently racist i don't know well yes um like speaking of the n-word like i don't think that word has the same weight as it used to yeah number one because what's the music every single person is listening to is hip-hop hip-hop yeah, that 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 word, even though it's predominant, well, yeah, predominantly black artists, mm-hmm. like it's still being used flippantly. So, it just doesn't have the same meaning and weight as it did, let's say, sixty years ago or even a hundred years ago. I don't even know if it was invented all the way back then, but anyway. it was. So, and even the George Floyd thing, those kids aren't posting that. Well, they I don't know if they would post it on their story or if they just send it on streaks or something. But they don't mean to have every single person look at that. You know what I'm saying? They don't want, like, that STL gossip thing, yeah. it basically ruins everyone's perspective on them, even though they don't want, they didn't exactly want everyone to know that about them. See, but them not wanting everyone to know about that, while that doesn't, like, I'm sure they're not, like, you know, cold-hearted, like, you know, I hate black people type things. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that's not what how they think or anything like that but like the amount of times i've heard of kids you know doing something like that or like they'll 
you know, the amount of times I've heard stories of kids, you know, driving past like, you know, black people or a group of black kids and being like, oh, you know, screwed them, you know, insert word mm-hmm. or like, you know, sc- you know, like saying racist comments and stuff. The amount of times I've heard that it's like you you are so surprised by the amount of like hate towards it because you don't see that in high school at all. Like, yeah. you know, I'm sure, Leong, you haven't gotten any sort of direct hate like that. I haven't at all. Like, the yeah. only thing I've been, like, I've only experienced is being talked down to by kids, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I've never had anyone come up to me and say, like, a racial, like a racist slur or anything like that. Yeah. So, that's the, that's so, what concerns me. Yeah. The worst thing that, that, that I've experienced is just, like, f- friends calling you know saying like you're supposed to be smart aren't you i mean you're asian aren't you supposed to be smart or something like that and it's like yeah. i don't care if you say that so yeah it's just stereotyping yeah i'm just concerned about how it's becoming very like behind the back type stuff because that's hard that's hard to get rid of yeah you know what i mean that's hard to call out that's hard to get rid of and i mean yeah. if they're still doing it at this age that's never going to change well, I mean, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, mm. I think the ignorance can definitely change. Because, let's, yeah, they they post that. They have no idea other people are going to see that. They don't know how it's going to affect those people when they see that. So now that they've done that, I don't, I, I don't uh, agree with SDO Gossip's uh, methodology. Yeah. But it still, it, still <laughs> gets people, it still gets people to realize that whatever they put out there, like, people are going to interpret that like serious and you know oh, yeah. whatever you post out there and you really need to think about is this really what i believe is this really what i want other people to think about me yeah so I practice think the what more you, you have the more accountability yeah. you have with that people are going to think about the issue more and say well i really I, I really believe this and i want this to happen in the world so my actions are going to reflect that that's a great point that's a really good like point yeah. yeah i think I think it all is going to start it's it's really going to have to stop uh it, ah I think what's going to need to happen is you're going to need to have more people having that hard conversation with these kids and sit telling them like you know this is wrong or like you you can't like be ignoring this right yeah, I think that that's actually, what's really going to have to happen because it's not I don't think now it's really that this like societal issue within our area I don't think it's like this generational issue because I think when you look at, you know, our area at least, it's so, it's more progressive. Like in 2016, St. Louis County voted for Hillary Clinton, right? I don't think it's that much of an oh. area a problem here. I think when if you go to the small town Missouri though, that's where it gets more of a problem because we're only exposed to what's going on within St. Louis County schools and while they may like Oakville like where you know those two kids did whatever they did, uh, they all they went to like Oakville and West Webster Groves. While it might not be Marquette, yeah. it is still somewhat in St. Louis County. There's still going to be somewhat of like a diverse student body. I I would be I would be careful uh, mixing progressivism, progressivism with uh, racism, because I just don't think just because you're conservative doesn't mean you're racist. And oh yeah, for liberal, sure. Just because you voted for Hillary Clinton does not mean that you're not racist. So. Oh yeah, there was that one incident in like New York where there was the um, one lady who like 
acu- like accused this man who told her to leash her dog. Did you guys see the one video of the lady like grabbing her dog by just by just by the collar? Yeah. And yeah. So she she voted for Hillary Clinton. She was she is a liberal. Like she's a progressive person. She apparently works on Wall Street and lost her job, obviously. Mm-hmm. But like yeah, it's a really good point you you bring up, Zach. Um, yeah, and I w- what I would say I mean, about it's just we're a more diverse county too. It's true. I think um, the people in the country, um, I guess, yeah, they're not exposed to more diversity, but I don't really think it's fair. Well, I don't know. I haven't really looked, done any research into any of that. But the the rural population, I don't think, is that high, is it? Does anyone no, know those dude, type of Missouri, literally the only areas that are not, like, rural are, like, Kansas City, somewhat Springfield, somewhat Columbia, because it's a college town, and then St. Louis. Uh-huh. Everywhere else is completely rural. Okay. So, like, I, you know, um... It's kind of, it's very interesting to me because you have those, those areas are entirely white. You don't find, like literally Springfield has such a bad problem with diversity because they were so segregated in the 1900s. So every, like the entire black population from Springfield left. (laughs) Yeah. They all moved out, right? Mm. So like, it's, it's going to be a whole different world. I feel like if you go to central Missouri, southern Missouri, um, when it comes to this. Because I don't think you can be directly racist in Marquette, at least. You really can't, because you're going to get canceled. You're screwed. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) You're screwed. Like, you're done. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, I think that's that's also an issue, too. Yeah, and you're not seeing um, protests or anything in... Washington, Missouri, you know? Oh, like, yeah, for sure you're not. I, I just I just don't really know. That's an interesting point. I haven't really thought about um, rural. Because most of the times when you think about it, it's like social media, the Black Tuesday, trying to raise mm. awareness. But those those kinds of people don't really care about that kind of stuff. Because it's not a problem they see at all. Yeah, exactly. So even even crime, it's not that big of a problem. Police, like, they don't really talk to see. They probably don't see police that much. Exactly. Um, yeah, that's an interesting thing I have to look into. Yeah, I mean, but I think Marquette is a good case study for the rest of the United States because it's like we have a decent amount of diversity. We I agree. don't, you know, we're like the average school. I feel like. Um, I don't know. It's really hard now. Like, how do you how do you get rid of this? Like, just the because I f- I feel like there is some sort of presence of like stereotyping and like somewhat some racist tendencies within Marquette. But how do you get rid of that? Like, I don't. I I, I, think, I think it just takes time. Uh, what were you gonna say? Well, I would say it, it takes time. I think. As from a policy standpoint, there's not much. There's no law you can pass where racism's gonna go away. Oh yeah, um, you can try. You can try to get rid of some of the. Um, I think somehow, like if you go, the difference between Rockwood School District and Hazelwood School District, I think you can definitely try to get more equality of that, like in um, 
what's the word? In act like access to your ability to succeed in yeah you know? opportunities. But I think um, in terms of just like hey, I think that uh, I'm scared of Lee Young because he's half he's half black. <laughs> Just, it's gonna <laughs> That's take. Not a thing. It's just gonna, like, <laughs> I'm, I am joking, but yes. like um, <laughs> the, the Civil Rights Amendment was 1968. That's only 60, 70 years ago. That's like one lifetime. Slavery, it was what two people ago, two like whole lifetimes ago. So I think once you s- just distance yourself with time and people not being so ignorant, people learning, people realizing that these people that look different, that act different, really aren't, are really just the same as you and me. Once once that happens, I think it's it's not going to be as big as a problem, but that just takes time, in my opinion. Yeah. yeah. I, I also think it's, oh, go ahead, Leon, go ahead, Leon. Well, yeah, I think, and like to bring it full circle, like the protests that are going on right now, that's why I think they're so awesome. Because they're because they're really like spreading awareness and they have this energy to them that makes people want to do things and to change the way we think. And right. like Zach said, you know that's going to take some time, but I think it will happen. See, the only thing is, is that the protests will bring political reform. I think they'll bring political reform and then systemic reform. So you'll get. A better police system. You'll get a better, um, like you know, you'll get better politicians that really support the black community. Mm-hmm. You won't. You can get some social reform, but you won't be able to change the people's mindsets that are ignoring this. You know what I mean? Well, so I kind of, I kind of disagree with you with that. Yeah. But continue what you're saying. Continue what you're saying. I was just thinking because I, th- I feel like there's so many kids and so many people in general that are really ignoring the entire movement of this, and they're not really seeing the importance of it. Um, And how do you change those people's mindsets? You can't, I feel like. You really can't unless you give them a conversation where they really have to directly change it, and they're forced to. Um, And I feel like that's the case for a lot of kids in high school. I feel like a lot of them just have this, like, already created, like, um, idea of what society should look like, who should be the best, who should not be there. And I think that comes through their experience in school. And I feel like, you know, you have, I have had one kid, one, you know, black kid in all of my classes in all of high school. Mm-hmm. Other than you, Leon. In my chem <laughs> class, other like there's been... Two kids, two black kids in my classes, right? I yeah. feel like that definitely has a role to play in the people's perspectives on the black community and then also just minorities in general, right? And yeah. the Black Lives Matter movement, while it will make them like, oh, this is a problem, I don't know if they're going to be able to accept it and become like the anti-racist that you have to be to create change. I... I- agree and disagree i think it can change people's social perspective again because it kind of traps you into looking at you have to watch the video the eight minutes and 46 seconds and realize this cop has no reason to do that and um he's doing it for not good reasons right 
Mm-hmm. So number one, I think if you if anyone who thinks about this for any reason of time realizes there's a problem, are there people that don't spend any time thinking about it? Yeah. So see, they're not going to see I have the a problem about that. There are kids that are going around and rebutting against the Black Lives Matter movement and the importance of George Floyd's death, and saying like, "Oh, there's this wh- I, I forgot the guy's name, but there's this white guy, same situation, same exact situation," and they're like. No one cares about him, right? And yeah. they're trying to completely undermine the significance of George Floyd's death. How do you change those people's mindset? Because they have somewhat of a point. It's well, just I, I, wrong. I, yeah, p- people like that, uh, you know, who knows if they're going to change during their lifetime. Um, but like I was saying earlier, um, maybe their their kids will grow up in a space where enough change has has come about and they live in an environment where there is more representation and and equality between where mm-hmm. whatever you know, your background is well i will speak for that situation because if you look at white cops like what i would call murdering like what happened to george floyd like that's relatively rare that does not it happens and it's tragic but that does not happen a lot yeah and it's not happening like in St. Louis today there was probably eight murders today in total so yeah. is it people can probably argue more. well yeah it's it's we you know we're like the eighth most dangerous city in the world did you know that Something yeah crazy we're the like most that? dangerous city in the United States we're we're on the list with like countries in like el salvador and stuff like that <laughs> like the drug yeah i didn't realize like that anyway that's oh. off topic but people can argue people will argue that it's really not that big of a deal because it's relatively rare so i can see that argument um so i think that's why you have to change um this like with two different problems that need to be solved one Police overusing their power, that's the first issue. And then separating that with race, which may have caused this person to overuse their, overstep their power. But race, which um, is obviously evident in today's society, obviously less than what it was 60 years ago. And it's slowly, we're slowly getting on a better track, but it's still going to take time. Mm -hmm. We just have to realize that there's still an argument that um, you know, it's not that like uh, white cop against black uh, unarmed black person. It's not people are gonna say it's not the biggest issue. So I would say not focus on that. It's really not the worst issue when it comes to race. Anyway, that's all I was trying to say. Yeah. yeah. All right. I mean, I think we covered everything. Right. It was a good talk. Yeah, it was a good talk. Good conversation. All right, guys. Um, I think we're good. I, I I think we should end it at there. If Sounds unless good. you guys have a, any final thoughts, Leong. Uh, nah. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's been thirty six minutes. Hey, I mean, um, it was a good talk. It was a good yeah, talk. Yeah. I think it was a great conversation. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think I have any final thoughts. Uh, I guess maybe like Happy Juneteenth. Um, I think it's really important for everyone just to educate themselves. Mm-hmm. on what's going on in the world and how they can con- contribute to it and help bring change 
because that's what's really going to be necessary. Like, I think, you know, everyone said it, but like, you can't be like neutral. You have to be either racist or anti-racist. Yeah, I think and I think you got to realize you got to realize that um, you have the power to change the world. <laughs> so yeah, exactly. I was listening. I was Ooh. listening to a Elon. I was listening to an Elon Musk interview. Ooh, and someone God, you guys cool. know who um, Howard Hughes is? Stern? Howard Hughes. He's just like Stern? famous inventor. He invented uh, some airplanes and stuff, but oh, so I'm this dumb. guy asks, uh, compares him to a Howard Hughes, and then Elon Musk goes, "Wait, no, I'm not Howard Hughes because his inventions didn't change oh. the world, but Ooh. I my my goal is to change the world. Yeah. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, don't just go through the motions of life, like have fun, but realize that there's some moments where. You're going to have to stand up for what you believe in. And a lot of racism comes from peer pressure. Not everyone wants to, like, discriminate against this person. But, like, if there's a majority, like, they're going to win. But don't let them win. Change the world. That's all I got to say. Mic drop. I Yeah, we're going to end it on that. That was powerful. <laughs> Quote. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, Peace out. Go make sure to check everyone out. Um Go follow us, Fob Media, uh, on Instagram, Fob Media, and it's just fob.media. Then, Zach, uh, go plug whatever you want. Yo, go hit up the big bitty boys. We don't really talk philosophy. Uh, we just try to get a <laughs> laugh and uh, have fun. And sometimes yeah. it just takes a moment out of your day. Uh, follow the big bitty boys PC on Instagram. And, uh, yeah, thank you. All right. Yeah, go hit up Leong, Immortal Blasian too. Immortal so yeah, uh, yes. thank you guys again. All right.